Chapter 18, Out of the Frying Pan, Pop was waiting for me with open arms at LAX International Airport. His hair was a little thinner and a little bit gray. His stomach was a lot softer. Waiting behind him was the woman who answered the phone, Consuelo, quiet and smiling. Her skin was much lighter than his, and she had light brown hair and hazel eyes, after Pop squeezed me, his eyes filled with tears as he said, I always wanted you back. We drove through the old neighborhood to Parkview. Everything was the same and different at once. When I had left it was a brand new neighborhood, with new houses on a tree-lined street and picket fences. Now, the trees were hidden behind tall fences and cinder block walls. Pop, remember how Susie and I would chase the Helms truck for donuts? I said as I looked down my old street, seeing pictures in my mind of me, Susie and the other children playing in the neighborhood, they don't do that anymore, Tommy, he said. No milk trucks either. You just buy it at the store now. Really, no more milk trucks or donuts. I said, they're a thing of the past, he said, when we pulled up to our old family home, I noticed the white picket fence was gone, and in its place was a tall brick wall, to protect the fruit, Pop said. In the front yard was a huge avocado tree, the neighbors steal fruit from me. Past the wall, the house looked like a shoe box. It was so much smaller than in my memory, and the outside was faded and crumbling. After living at Woodmont, it looked like nothing. We walked through the heavy wooden door, and everything smelled and looked different. Not that the furniture had changed, it was all still there, and was worn and faded. Everything seemed cheap compared to what I was now used to. The strangest part of the house was my old bedroom. Pop had left my room and Susie's untouched. Our two small clothes and outgrown toys were just where they'd been the day we said goodbye. My pictures, from many years ago, hung on the walls. Pop and Consuelo lived in the rest of the house, ignoring the still-furnished bedrooms. My mom's stuff was a different matter. Every trace of her in the house was gone. Her clothes, her shoes and her beautiful photographs had either been thrown out or hidden away in the basement. He'd kept her expensive camera and dark room equipment, but nothing else, that night at the dinner table I got my first taste of Consuelo's cooking. She somehow managed to make food taste disgusting. She couldn't even make beans and rice right. She turned it into a greasy pile of tasteless mush. Seeing that she would cook with cups of lard, I could understand why Pop's belly was now soft. Pop asked, what happened to your sister and your mom? They're still there, Pop. They didn't want to go. You know I thought your mother was cheating on me when she started going to see that lady, he said, referring to Louise. I followed you guys when she said she was going to church for dinner. I didn't believe she would really go to church all those times. When I followed her I parked around the corner and climbed the fence on Jefferson Street. When I looked in, it was just you guys and all these old people. After that, I figured it was fine. I didn't know you did that, I said, yes, I cared very much, he said, how did you meet Consuelo? I asked, between forced bites of food, I met her when she was a cleaning lady. No, actually she was a seamstress then. I looked at her and she nodded. Cleaning woman, I thought, and then I remembered something I heard mom say to her friend Helen, I caught him with a cleaning lady.
I looked at the pictures of Pop and Consuelo on the wall, and the timeline didn't add up to this story. The pictures looked very old, hmm, I replied. It was a becoming even clearer why my mom had left. Not only was Pop beating me, but he was the one who had been cheating on her. I didn't call him out on it, because it really didn't matter anymore. After dinner we continued in conversation late into the night. Consuelo was mostly silent, only adding a word here and there or gesturing. She was so different from my mom I couldn't believe it. My mom was beautiful, strong and ambitious. Consuelo acted like a submissive child. As I went back to my room an uneasy feeling washed over me. I missed my friends at Gladwine. I missed my friends at Church Farm School and Diane. I even missed Mother Divine and Happy. It was time to start over again. I looked up at the old ceiling, in my small dusty bed, and thought, I've just made the biggest mistake of my life. Pop left for all top steam equipment the next morning, leaving me with Consuelo. After he'd gone, she tried to communicate with me. The first gestures she made were punches towards her head, pointing at the door where my father had just left the house. It didn't take long for me to understand that she was saying he hit her, when he drinks. I said, she nodded. I wasn't yet signed up for school. I felt so out of place. The only thing I could do was go for walks. I went to MacArthur Park and rented boats to go float on the water. I would go see a movie. I remember watching John Wayne movies, like the Green Berets. I'd come home for dinner with Consuelo and Pop. One night I said, I learned how to play the guitar while I was gone. I'm pretty good too. We need to get you a guitar so you can practice, he said. The next day he took me to Philip's music store where he used to work and told them his son was a musician. They gave us a good deal on a guitar. When I played, he looked so proud. From then on, he started telling people I was a musician. After a few weeks I had a routine, but no one to do anything with. I wasn't sure I'd made the right move. I even called Woodmont to see what everybody was doing. To my surprise, mother took my calls. She didn't seem angry with me at all, but she showed no signs of welcoming me back. She would share how the construction on the Shrine to Life was coming along and I would share what was happening with me. Usually nothing. My father was on his best behavior those first few weeks, but then one night he was late coming home. Consuelo and I sat at the dinner table and ate. I got nervous, knowing if he was late it meant he was drinking. She looked worried too, and we took small bites of food, we cleared the table after dinner, and I went to the living room. I had my back to the door when I finally heard my father messing with the lock. I stood up and turned around. He had trouble getting the heavy wooden door open. And after he did, the look on his face and his red eyes confirmed it, he was drunk. He ambled towards me, I'll make a man out of you yet. He shouted. Then he threw a clumsy punch at my stomach. He had grown old and fat. His punches were nothing like they used to be, I pushed him up against the wall. We were eye to eye as I screamed into his face, why don't you try that again? Huh? Do you know where I've been all these years? I've learned a few things. You try that again, and I'll show you what I've learned. I pushed him again.
I will kick the living shit out of you if you touch me again. He stumbled away, and I ran back to my room and slammed the door. My heart beat fast, and all my decisions were running through my mind. I jumped out of the frying pan into the damn fire, I thought. In the morning, just like always, all was forgotten. Pop and Consuelo sat at the table eating breakfast as if nothing had happened. Pop looked to me and said he had an idea, it was time to see the relatives again. We were going to get ready for a tour of Mexico.